today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with uh, Craig Heldman, who is the uh, CEO of uh, Hobson's. Uh, Craig uh, joined Hobson's in uh, 1995. Uh, today, he's responsible for all facets of the day-to-day operations and strategic planning at Hobson's. Uh, Craig has directed uh, the restructuring and expansion of the sales organization, overseeing the expansion of Hobson's product offerings, and established strategic partnerships to solidify Hobson's leadership position within the industry. Uh, as CEO, Craig learned that a company's people and culture are critical to success. That's why Craig defines Hobson's culture as one of collaboration and passion for education as the engine of driving Hobson's business. He's also an active participant in the industry organizations, including the American Association of College Collegiate Registrars and Admission Officers, National Association of College Admission Counselors, Counseling, and the Association of International Educators. He's also active in the Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities, where he holds the position of Corporate and Philanthropic Counsel. Thanks for joining us here today, Craig. Thanks, Mike. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about uh, Big Picture, what Hobson's does. Some people may not be familiar with you. Sure. Well, uh, Hobson's is a uh, Cincinnati headquartered company, uh, but global business that helps educators, administrators, students, and families uh, maximize success through every stage of the learning life cycle. Hobson's has personalized learning, academic planning, post-secondary enrollment, and student support solutions that serve millions of students across more than 7,500 schools, colleges, and universities worldwide. Uh, We have more than 750 members of our team around the globe that are helping us achieve this. Good, good. And and how many of the uh, team members are here in the Cincinnati market? About 210. 210? Yes. Are there any other cities around the country, around the world, where you have large concentrations? Yes, uh, our largest office is actually just outside Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia. have about mm. 230 team members there. Mm-hmm. And in addition, we have uh, offices on the West Coast in both Oakland, California, and Vancouver, Washington, 
And then internationally, we have uh, offices in London and in Melbourne, Australia, and in Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. In Malaysia. Software developers. We we have a, a sales and service office there of about nine people. Okay. That's an interesting one. Uh, I don't know if you know very much about Sandler, but about, I guess, five years ago, they embarked on an international uh, expansion program, and now we're in 33 countries around the world. Okay. first one was started, oh, gee, almost 20 years ago, Canada, but that's almost in America. Right. We have really big operations in England, uh, all over Europe, Asia, and Sandler's been translated into all kinds of strange languages, from Spanish to Hungarian. We even have a an operation now, mainland China now, excellent, uh, which is different than everyone else. Let me tell our listeners, uh, Craig, before we get started, what's going to be coming up next week. Uh, we have two interesting shows. We have Wolf Olson, who is the uh, CEO of Freelance Commercial Diving. He uh, runs a diving company here in Cincinnati, uh, where he goes into the water with his team or his teams and they retrieve stuff. He was telling me today about how he retrieved a Segway that had, <laughs> had gone off the serpentine wall here in Cincinnati. At Wolf, we're going to have next Friday, a week from today, John Melvin with Claremont County a Small Business Development Center. And John is going to talk about the things that small businesses can do to appreciate their growth and grow faster. Some of the things that are coming up here at Sandler First four Monday mornings in January, we're going to have the uh, Networking Works program, 8 to 10 a.m. That's open to both President's Club members at no charge. And if you're not a President's Club member and you want, and you want to use networking to grow your business, uh, that program will be available for $200 for a comment at the office. In February, the Sandler Client Summit, No Guts, No Gain, is going to be held in Orlando, February 14th and 15th. You can still take advantage of the $100 discount before the first of the year. Go to clientsummit2013.sandler.com. There will be about 1,000 people there, uh, 300 Sandler trainers, and about 700 uh, clients and guests. There will be two tracks, one for salespeople and one for managers. Getting tougher in sales. Greg, do you think business is getting tougher or easier? getting tougher. I think everyone who's smart recognizes that business is getting tougher. And uh, the no guts, no gain theme is a phenomenal theme. We're, we're actually bringing in the head of global sales for LinkedIn mm-hmm. as a keynote speaker on Thursday. And he's going to teach our guys and ladies some of the best, newest ways to use LinkedIn to grow sales. LinkedIn is a great tool. Excellent. Uh End of January here in Cincinnati, we're going to be having another one of our cold call camps on the the 30th. Put down all of that stuff. Greg, maybe you can share with our audience how your experience, what kind of experiences you've had that have led you to leading a 700-person organization today that's, that's running in several countries and many locations. Sure. Well, I joined uh, the company in 1995, and uh, over that period of time, uh, I have uh, performed a number of different positions. I've worked uh, in sales, sales management, in business development, general management, and uh, ultimately uh, began running the U.S. business for Hobson's prior to uh, becoming chief executive officer in 2008. And really, the experience that I developed 
was uh, through working with so many of our current and future customers across the education spectrum and best understanding how we can be uh, a preferred partner in helping them solve their problems and meet their challenges of today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So uh, Hobson's wasn't your first job out of school? No, I uh, started right out of college with Procter & Gamble okay. in 1989. And you you went to which college? Michigan State. Michigan State, okay. Yeah. And uh, your degree was in marketing? Uh, in finance. In finance. Uh, also with an emphasis in marketing, yeah. Okay. Before Hobson's was known as Hobson's, there's another company name? Yeah, the, so the company I joined was called College View. That was the U.S. startup that founded in Cincinnati in the early 90s and ultimately was uh, invested in by the Daily Mail and General Trust, DMGT. DMGT had also invested in Hobson's, which was founded in the U.K. in 1974. Mm -hmm. And in 1999, with both organizations serving the education markets, uh, just doing it in different countries, they brought College View into Hobson's. Uh, and we have been running strong ever since. Mm -hmm. So how many countries do you actually service the education markets in, r roughly? So we we have clients in uh, uh, three primary markets in the U.S., the U.K., and Australia. Uh, those are our highest concentration markets where 99% uh, of our clients are. Uh, however, we, we do serve uh, schools and institutions in some 70 other countries as well, uh, just smaller numbers. Okay, so if you if a school in Spain, in Madrid wanted yep. to use your services, they could. Yes, that's and, right. And the services would be in Spanish. Uh, not necessarily. It really? depends. The majority of uh, our services, uh, it depends on the service, but the majority of our services are delivered in English for um, uh, English uh institutions uh, or institutions that are teaching in English. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and, and you do provide your services to schools other than the collegiate level? Yes. Uh, so the 7,500 schools and colleges that I mentioned is divided about, uh, about 2,000 of those are institutions of higher education, colleges mm -hmm. and universities, and uh, about just under 6,000 of them are schools, kindergarten through 12, uh, high schools, middle schools, junior highs, elementary schools. So these would be private schools? Private or public schools. Private or public. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, sounds good. So why don't you explain exactly what you do for these schools? Yeah. But well, in different markets, I guess it's going to be different. It's 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 following the same basic uh, lifeline though. So let me uh, let me talk to you about that. We provide solutions, like I said, to to schools and higher education, and um, and I think that the important foundational point to make is that we believe that uh, education is enabled by uh, technology, but powered by people. So it really takes an effort to uh, combine and leverage the two together. But the best way to describe what we do is is really from a student's perspective. So uh, before students even begin their post-secondary pursuits, um, many students in the local and regional areas um, have access, including all of Cincinnati Public Schools, many of the suburban schools in the area, uh, Columbus, 
city schools, Cleveland public schools, use Hobson's college and career readiness solution called Navience. And so I can just use the best describe it. I can use my son. I have a 15-year-old son named John, and uh, he is able to explore his educational options and figure out how to plan his post-secondary endeavors through Navience and help him accept, uh, assess how he's going to prepare for college and for his academic uh, future. So you, you said Navience. Yes, that's the brand that's in schools. Does that have like a, a meaning? It does. It's uh, the, the the meaning is really about um, navigating, navigating the future. Okay, good. So there's there's uh, approximately five million students across six thousand schools that uh, have access currently to Navience. Okay, and, and who pays for that access? Uh, the schools. The schools pay Hobsons, yes. so their students can navigate their education. Correct. That's a great system. Good. We're going to take a short commercial break here, and then we'll be right back with Craig Kelman. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, to stop this from happening to you again. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are we hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website, Company Owners and Sales Managers. Are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Craig Heldman from Hobson's. Craig, before the break, we were talking about this navigation system that you have for students. Is this something that their parents also can uh, can help them with? Absolutely. It's one of the key benefits of the Navient system in schools is it really triangulates communication and information between student, parent, and administrator. So there's a, a triangular access point uh, to the information. Mm -hmm. So your clients are actually the schools? Yes, they are. Good. Uh, how big is the total market? Well, uh, it depends on how you define the market. Mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, there's over 100,000 Schools, mm -hmm. buildings in mm -hmm. uh, in U.S. in the U.S. education system uh, that you can break that down in a number of different ways. Uh, thousands of high schools, junior highs, elementary schools. Uh, how how they're structured and how they govern themselves and how they make decisions on systems like this are oftentimes done at a district level, mm -hmm. making a decision for multiple schools at one time. 
So you have 7,000 clients. 6,000 6, schools. 6,000 6, schools. Uh, would that mean that there are probably twice that many that are potential clients? Mm-hmm. Well more than that. There's, well more than that? Yeah. yeah. So I, I would say uh, our best estimates are we we penetrated about, uh, at most, uh, I would say we've penetrated 15% of the market. 15%. Do you have competition or is the competition doing nothing? So there's different forms of competition, but uh, as it relates to what what Navience provides, uh, there there is not a direct competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it re- relates to what Hobson's provides, uh, there's not really a company that uh, provides services across the spectrum that we do in a way that we do. Mm-hmm. Talking about a bigger picture, you have offices in several countries, many time zones. How do you keep everyone all connected together? That's a great question. It's it's a it's a big challenge. I think that we try to utilize uh, technology, mm-hmm. uh, but um, so all of the uh, the access points, video conferencing uh, portals uh, to communicate, uh, video communication, and conference calling, uh, all, all different types of features to try and stay and keep people connected. But we also believe very very much that uh, uh, old-fashioned uh, face-to-face uh, building, team building is important as well. So we do uh, quite a bit of investment in uh, our teams traveling around and meeting face-to-face as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many teams do you have out there in the field now? How many teams? sales teams do you have? Or is it individuals? We have over, yeah, we have over 100 uh, salespeople. Uh, of our 750 team, approximately 100 are salespeople. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are concentrated in either the Cincinnati office or the Arlington, Virginia office. However, uh, many of them are regionally distributed as well. Mm-hmm. To cover the territories. Correct, yes. Okay. And uh forgot to mention this at the beginning, but we'll do it now. Uh, Craig, if someone wants to contact you at Hobson's after the show, mm-hmm. They have a question. They have a concern. Yeah. How do they do that? Yep. So on Hobsons.com, there's access to contact Hobsons in general. There's also ways to contact me directly uh, through our communications pages and uh, my profile in there. So mm-hmm. it's fairly easy. Is there a direct telephone number that someone can call for to reach Hobsons? Yes, and that's listed on there. Would you like me to respond them right now? Yes. Sure. It's uh, the 800 number is 800-927-8439. You know, it's interesting. Your telephone number is on your website. Uh, I was looking for earlier today a a major bank's telephone number here in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I was completely uh, stymied by their website. Mm -hmm. When I finally got down from the headquarters sites to the site in downtown Cincinnati and I clicked on that location it gave me the street address it gave me the hours it said it was going to give me the phone number but no phone number yep. so I couldn't call those guys today uh, if, I, if I could Mike if I, uh, just to pick up on where we were talking because so we talked about the uh, the schools portion, mm-hmm. if I could uh, explain a little bit further about sure. where the connection point then comes in for higher education. For colleges, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. good. 
so uh so as i i was using my son as an example and um you know he's he's currently a sophomore in high school but over the next couple of years he'll start to become uh more interested in specific pathways post high school graduation mm-hmm. and so as he looks into that hobson's provides a number of different uh, uh elements and solutions for him and our family to utilize what elements would they be well uh one example would be uh a website called college confidential uh, College Confidential is a top 1,000 website and where over 40 million unique visitors go to access college planning information each year. It's uh, a huge discussion forum, user-generated content, talking about the college admission process and the decision path. Uh, so uh, within College Confidential, um, he can use uh, also our, pa- our, our college search tool, it's called Supermatch, where they can narrow choices down about where the best fit is going to be for them okay. based upon size, uh, location, field of study, and programs offered. So your son could say, I want to be a plastic surgeon. Correct. Which are the best Probably not going to happen, but... Okay. Yeah. As an example. <laughs> I know he's probably thinking about nuclear science or astronomy. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen either, but uh, but let's say he wants to go into business. Okay. Uh, so uh, you can look at business majors. You can look you know, in the Midwest. You can look at uh, uh, private schools, and you can look in metropolitan areas, and you can look for softer things like what are the uh, what are the different uh, programs offered, what are the different extracurricular activities, uh, what type of student environment is it, and he can weigh all these things together and look at what different college options there are. Because Mike, there are, there are thousands of choices for higher education, mm-hmm. and there are new options every day for how you can uh, attain. A college degree. So students today uh, want to talk, they want to do research uh, in most cases, and they want to talk to each other, and parents want to talk to each other about that process. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what um, some of our solutions allow. So you call it College Com- Confidential. Confidential. Yeah. Dot uh, com. And so a student could look on there to see, to see uh, where the best party schools are in America. Yeah. Well, that that's that's something they can talk about if they want to, yeah. Okay. The, the, but do you rate the colleges, say, for the best uh, pre-med or the best, best pre-law or the best uh, degree in economics? We don't actually rate the colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we provide data on the colleges. We provide what their data, what their um, admissions acceptance data is that they publish. In other um, words, you know, for every 1,000 students that they admit, yes. uh, 950 actually graduate, yeah. you get that kind of data? Yeah. yeah it's what, what their data that they report. Uh, so we provide that data, but we supplement that data with um, you being able to ask the community questions. Like, if these are the things that are important to me, you know, where do you think? These are my top five choices. What is What do you think on where the best fit is going to be for me? And um, I'm looking at, you know, Ohio State, uh, I'm looking at Indiana University, and I'm looking at University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can ask the community and tell them a little bit about me, and they can come back and say. And it's it's got a lot of a lot of real stickiness and interest from students and parents, and they want to share. They don't mm-hmm. want to just receive; they want to share as well. Right. How many uh, people a day access uh, your sites? Well, that particular site, uh, like I said, has 40 million unique visitors a year, um, and uh, so it's um, it's quite popular. So if someone had a, qu- a particular college question, 
about Columbia University in Manhattan. Hmm. What is it like living in the dorm? Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a high probability that someone living in the dorm would actually see that and or, and or somebody who has or who somebody had. who knows somebody that does. Okay. And so just, so just to take it one step further, uh that's that's a one way. We also have developed uh CRM solutions that continue to assist the students as they explore into a, and and convert into enrollment and the application process uh even without realizing it. So what a CRM allows uh the institution to do is for to appeal to students and have the students share their interests and receive personal information from the institution based on on those interests, on their background, and on their expected field of study. And this allows the schools to manage everything from campus visits to information sessions to appointments with counselors. And it allows the institution as well to maintain information about, in this case, my son. If he stops out or decides to defer enrollment, all of the information gets saved. So they are able to, just like you talk about, you know, as, as, as you talk about dealing with prospective clients, uh, students are prospective clients of, and they're prospective students. Uh, so this CRM is for the colleges or yeah. the students to use? Well, the colleges purchase it to utilize with students, but the mm-hmm. students are receiving the benefit as well because hopefully the information they receive from colleges is tailored to their specific interests. Right. So I could put on my CRM as a prospective student that I'm looking for Mm pre-med. I'm looking for a warm climate. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for uh, a high percentage of the students that start Mm -hmm. a four-year program to actually finish in four years. That's right. What most likely would happen is you you would do the information that you were just talking about. You would fill that type of criteria down to narrow your list. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you would go on a website, one of our clients' websites, and they would have an interest form. And you would give them a whole series of fields of information about yourself to express your interest. From that point on, the institution can customize their information to you. Like, they, you're really interested in pre-med. So every communication they get from you can tailor and talk about pre-med as um, as a field of study. So the recruiting officers, the recruiters yes. at the colleges, now know what I'm interested in, and they can tailor their Correct. pitch, if you would, right. to pre-med. And they could put me in a group of all the pre-med, pre-med potential students, potential applicants. Yep. So they get enough applicants so they know that yep. for every 100 applicants, they actually get 23 that are accepted uh, or apply and of the 2317 actually show up. Yep, that's right. I think that the, the, and you know, I could go on about, about different features and different solutions, but the key is that we're, we're attempting to follow and aid the student all the way along, but where our client relationship is, is with the school. So we're focused on student and institution and maximizing the success for both mm-hmm. along the way. And, uh, and, and we continue that focus in through once they've enrolled at the institution, we offer services to help the institution uh, maintain a, uh, good communication with the student once they're an active student and maintain a good relationship with the student at that institution and through course management and uh, and uh, Q&A and uh, ease of service. So, Good. Uh, let's take a, a short break here and listen to a, uh, a Sandler rule. Let's listen to uh, Sam the Rule number 14. 
Hi, I'm Bob Sinton of Sandler Training. I'm here today to talk to you about rule number 14. A prospect who is listening is no prospect at all. You may have heard this before, but Dave Sandler told me a long time ago that you should follow the rule called 70-30 rule, where the client talks or the prospect talks 70% of the time and you, the salesperson, talk 30% of the time. Most salespeople I run into in my 30 years of doing this understand that. The problem with it is how do you go about doing it? Well, most if not all salespeople know their features and benefits and the, uh, the power of what their company can provide clients. Um, so it's easy for them to uh, explain their features and benefits to a client. The problem with that is it doesn't necessarily elicit responses from a client. So what we have to train ourselves to do to be more successful and more professional is take your features and benefits and phrase it and structure it in such a way where it actually elicits a conversational response from your client. For example, a feature and benefit your company may, may uh, include uh, you can reduce expenses and, and save them some overhead and, and save your client some money in the uh, long term or short term. Well, a lot of people can say that. That's on your website. It's on your brochure. A more effective way is to say, hey, Ed, can I ask you a question? Uh, what we've done with companies and individuals like yourself is help save them money with some software that helps them reduce expenses, uh, get rid of waste, and adds more money to their bottom line. Uh, do you have anything like that happening here? And if so, can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, what that question does is it obviously elicits initially a yes or no response, but then it quickly goes down the tunnel of what I like calling a conversational uh, dialogue, if you will, between salesperson and client, and you find yourself talking only 30% of the time, and the client ends up talking 70% of the time, and that creates a, a more of a win-win relationship. And that's Sandler rule number 14, a prospect who is listening is no prospect at all. This is Mike Roth. I'm uh, back with Craig Hellman from Hobson's. Uh, Craig, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, the the depth of the Hobson's offering for both the student and the uh, college or university. Um, uh, I think there's a trend in in business today of doing uh, doing more with less. Um, is that applicable in uh, your world of, of education? Absolutely is. Uh, I think that the uh, the trend applies to both the customers that we work with, education institutions, as well as uh, as to our business and how we operate it. And um, you know, our our clients in education are constantly being challenged to do more with less budgets. Uh, they're expected to achieve higher results. They're expected to have fewer people. And uh, so it's really required them to find credible and legitimate partners that can help them achieve their results uh, in an as efficient way as possible. But we, you know, we apply it in our world as well in the business. And as I mentioned, as an example, we have we have over 100 salespeople and who work with campuses and school districts across the country to try and address their challenges. And some of our folks have had prior experience in working with higher ed or technology so they can use their experience in describing how our solutions help student success efforts and ultimately help them actualize their goals. So you're in a complex market, A, 
and you have a complex set of products. It's not like you have only Correct. one product. Yep. You know, uh, how many different product lines are you divided into? Really, we're divided into uh, two lines, our K-12 mm-hmm. school solutions and our higher ed solutions. Those okay. those are the primary lines. And we have a a team, you know, two businesses effectively within our team that are focused on each in how we appeal. And in each one of the two segments, major business units, yes. uh, how many different software solutions do you have over the web? Is, well, it, is it only one or is it a complex mix? It it's it is a mix. I hope it's not too complex. Uh we um and we're and we're working on that all the time. It's 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 truly our ambition to make it as simple as possible for the customer and ultimately for the student. But um we've certainly developed different point solutions that um, uh, will then ultimately be connected into a broader suite if the if the school chooses to. But if I could stop for you know point just, solution, yeah, what does that mean? That just means it's a um, a specific solution to address a specific problem at a uh, specific school yeah, or university. Correct. Okay. But um, one of our challenges is that uh, there at any given institution, take colleges or universities. There is not just one stakeholder. There is not just one buyer. Uh, that's uh, it's very fragmented. There's a lot of different potential buyers, which is great. There's a lot of potential problems to solve. We need to be able to appeal to a university who has a grand vision, mm-hmm. who says we want one platform, we want one integrated solution uh, to to solve all of these problems across all these different departments. We also need to appeal to an institution where just one department wants to solve one problem. And uh, so we are trying to, to ride that balance. And I think it's important that we do. Because so it sounds like you're doing both complex long lead time sales mm-hmm. as well as short demand fulfillment cycle sales. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know how you would define long lead time, but uh, we we typically work with the institutions. You know, They work on an academic cycle. Mm-hmm. So they'll be looking you know, for... Right now, uh, in December, they're thinking about two things. They're thinking about the uh, the class of um, the, the you know the class that will enroll at traditional institutions in the fall of 2013. Uh, but they're also thinking about the activities they'll undertake over the course of that academic year, and and that's about the class of 2004, fall of 2014 and beyond. So you're you're really working probably 18 months out. To, for ultimate implementation and sure. benefit, yeah, yeah. So that's that's fairly long lead time. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a guy who sells life insurance, group life insurance, and that decision will be made for a college in ninety days. Yeah. Saying that, I think that there there are several different ways that institutions can start to gain benefit pretty quickly. Uh, if they start to utilize some of the services and solutions. So it really depends. Mm-hmm. How complex does the solution get? It, it gets pretty complex. I mean, Can you give us an example of a complex uh, solution that you came up with for a, a school or a university? Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on the clients. But let me give you a few examples. I talked about um, CRM before, mm-hmm. uh, uh, customer relationship management uh, tools that offer efficient and effective ways to reach out to students 
at all stages of the enrollment cycle from prospect to alum. And besides the, you know, the aforementioned poor economics uh, conditions, institutions are faced with increased competition for each student from a wider variety of institution types. Uh, also, in some areas, demographic changes have meant that the traditional applicant pool has gotten smaller for their service areas. So more institutions now try to attract non-traditional applicants. By that, I mean uh, students outside, above 25, mm-hmm. um, not from their primary market area. But the competition for them has also increased. Mm-hmm. And nonprofit institutions must compete for them with for-profit institutions, who it's a business for them, mm-hmm. and that have enjoyed a long history of success in attracting adult students. And so our CRM helps institutions address economic concerns with efficiency, but also with competitive um, competitive benefits that help them uh, uh, attract students and help them engage students and enables them to enroll better quality students despite shrinking budgets. And officials can streamline their approach and evaluate how effectively their dollars are being spent, which are, is really, really critical. Uh, how can Hobson's help an institution solve uh, their problems and drive success? Yeah, I think that's you know one way um, that I just mentioned in terms of the technology. Another example um, I'd like to share is is through digital marketing, uh, another set of solutions that we offer. Uh, students are going online, obviously, to find more information about universities before stepping foot on a campus. An example, uh, we have a, a partner in Kentucky, University of the Cumberlands, which uses digital marketing that we provide to promote online programs that has enabled the institution to expand its reach. And this university enjoyed so much success in the first year, and they continue to have success in the second year. And what we did specifically for them is creating a microsite to promote their online programs. And because of effective search engine op- optimization, and paid search placement for them. Within about a year, the site generated 576 new leads defined as prospective students who entered their information into a form for the website to get more information. And of those, 113 applied and 49 ultimately enrolled. That meant uh, a 19% conversion rate from inquiry to application, 8.5% conversion from inquiry to enrollment, which is really, really strong. Uh, from a competitive standpoint and uh, industry standpoint. So that's the type of success we want to be able to offer, and that's the type of key type of partnership that there are hundreds or thousands of around the country. So that would be a measurement of a success, correct? kind of like a return on investment. Absolutely. So this, the college on their side of the equation could say, hey, we invested this much money with Hobson's, and this is the number of net new students we brought in. Correct. So Hobson's also takes care, and I just want to make sure I understood that, takes care of the search engine optimization for a college? In that particular case, we do. So that's, that's something you that's can something do. something we can do. And and you took care of the pay-per-click. Yes. Both of which are huge undertakings yes. requiring a lot of skill and expertise to avoid wasting tons of money. That's right easy to do in those kinds of things. Absolutely. Let's talk about Hobson's um, five-year strategic plan. Do you have a five-year strategic plan? We do, Mike. Uh, we we uh, set a new strategic plan for the business uh, in 2010 mm-hmm. with ambitions for uh, of being in a certain position by, uh, by the end of 2015. Good. 
I forgot to ask this. Is Hobbs for everyone's benefit? Is Hobson's a public company or a private company? No, it's a private company, wholly owned uh, by DMGT, mm-hmm. the parent company I mentioned previously. And DMGT is uh, uh, traded on the FTSE 100 in the UK. Okay, and uh, in in creating the strategic plan, do you share that with uh, all the members of the of the Hobson's team, where it's appropriate? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, an important part of our success to uh, to uh, share the plan, communicate the plan, be transparent and clear about uh, not only what our destination point is, but how we're going to get there. How often do you update the plan? Every year. Okay, uh, that's good. Yes, and uh, and we operationalize it into an annual plan uh, for a, a given budget cycle. Good. And the people that are involved in the budget are involved in the plan, yes. and they feel responsible, therefore. Yes. And I think that the uh, the important part of, you know, we, we have ambitious goals. We have ambition for our clients, and we have a, a vision for where we want to be in terms of the footprint in the educational space and the impact that we want to have. Um, what do you see as the opportunity and possibilities for Hobson's over the next five or let's stretch it out even 10 or 20 mm-hmm. years? Yeah, I think I think there's tremendous opportunity. I think there's tremendous opportunity for our clients, for students. Uh, the markets are changing uh, pretty dramatically uh, all the time. And I think that uh, we have an opportunity to continue to expand and grow in the core markets that we serve, but also expand into new markets, emerging and growing markets. And uh, today, I mentioned you know the impact that we're having in terms of the amount of students. Our ambition is by 2015 that we'll be impacting 20 million students, so um, significantly more than what we do today uh, in thousands of schools and colleges and universities. And you know we we want to we want to be working we want to be a benefit to over 250,000 educators users and clients in that work for institutions and help carry out the missions of our clients uh, at colleges universities and schools. Okay, let's take a uh, another uh, short break here, Craig, and we'll be right back. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training, finding power and reinforcement. 
Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Call me at 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Craig Heldman from Hobsons. Uh Craig, what I'd like to do is ask each uh, CEO like yourself, perhaps if they could give other CEOs and company presidents that are listening one leadership tip. You've been a leader of the company since 19... Oh, you joined the, rejoined the company in 1995. That's correct. You became CEO in what year? In 2008. 2008. So in the past four years, one thing that you learned as, as a CEO leader that could be a, a good tip for another one in another company. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, be pretty simplistic, but what I feel is, is just so impactful every day, and that is that uh, never stop listening. And uh, that relates to internally, externally, to everyone you work with. Uh, the second that you stop listening, uh, that's when you can expect to start declining. And I think that that is um, it, the most impactful thing that I have learned and try to maintain, although it's, it's not as simple as it sounds. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You're not the first CEO to say that about that same idea. Uh, when I get some time, I think I'm going to edit together uh, a montage show of these CEO ideas, and there'll be about at least six <laughs> that have said you've you've got to listen to your people. Uh, is there anything else that you've learned as a CEO? Yeah, I think that the uh, the cornerstone of uh, uh, our, our culture is at Hobson's is we really feel that uh, it's passion, as you mentioned at the beginning, and and about believing in what we do and, and our mission and uh, and celebrating success. And I think that, um, again, that sounds straightforward and simple, uh, but not easy to do and not easy to do in a genuine way in a growing organization. And I think that uh, that's that's critically important as well, and it will continue to bring challenges to us. We really believe in that. We really believe in celebrating success, and if uh, you're going to recognize the talented individuals that work as part of your team, it's it's absolutely important. But as your organization grows, uh, it becomes uh, more difficult. It how more how are you doing that now? How are you recognizing success and rewarding those winners in the team? Yeah, so uh, we have a lot of the basic things that a lot of organizations do, but uh, I think one of the unique things that we do is we've established a tradition called the Hoskers, where we give um, a Hobson's Oscar uh, Mm -hmm. at a black tie event uh, to reward outstanding achievement to many employees each year. Uh, So we combine an annual company meeting uh, um, with an award ceremony. Uh, that is um, a, a really obviously fun event. Um, we do that in all of our primary country reg- regions. Um, we do that in the U.S., in the U.K., and Australia, and we bring winners together from our international locations to the U.S. event to celebrate international success as well. well that's great. That's great. Uh, are you anticipating adding more employees in 2013? Yes. Uh, we roughly... We'll be adding uh, um, over 100 new positions over the course of this year. Wow, going from 700 to 800, 750, to 750, 850. 800. 
That's substantial. Yeah. And you know, you're not the only CEO who said that I'm planning on growing next year. That's good to hear, isn't it? Cumulatively, it's fantastic. Yes. I think we have a, a really bright 2013 coming up. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and all of the uh, dots seem to be lining up. Yeah. Even in the construction industry, which has never been, well, the last couple of years has had some uh, some problems. Uh, Hobson's themselves. How do you go to market? You have a hundred salespeople. How do you generate leads, or or how do you, how do you expect your people to find the newest opportunities? Yeah, that's uh, that's a challenge for us. I think that the uh, we. As big as it sounds, we are with the number of clients that we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, it's um, there's no set formula or recipe at any given institution or school for who's going to be the person that would make a decision necessarily that this is the right type of service or solution for their for what they need. So it requires basic things like working, you know, online through different media, social media, to drive to our content, uh, to drive and read about what we're doing with current partners. So that would be one. We we invest a lot in industry conferences uh, where we can go out and meet people face-to-face. And do a lot of trade shows. Yes, yes. Uh, How many trade shows do you think you do? 50-plus just in the U.S. alone. In the U.S. alone? Yeah. It's a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people going to the events. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the biggest way uh, that we do is is through outreach. Uh, we we through calling on schools, uh, through working through our current clients to to work with uh, partners of theirs, to work with institutions, other parts of the institution. So you're doing a proactive prospecting mm-hmm. as well as passive prospecting activities. We're doing both. Yes, I think that it's important uh, that we get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invest a lot in getting out into districts and into onto campuses uh, to meet people face to face, understand what their situations are, what their challenges are, and how we can help them meet their goals. It seems like since it's a, a long lead time sale, what is the average amount of time it takes you guys to get a new client from the time they decide, yes, we want to move ahead with Hobson's, to be implemented and enrolling. How long does that take as an institution? Yeah, there's so many variables on that. On average. Yeah, on average, I think that for even the most complex solution, we can get institutions up and running in three to six months uh, for the most complex solutions, uh, but much less for the less complex solutions. So you had a simple charter school that wanted to be online in Parsippany, New Jersey. For for Navience. I mean, they they can start getting the benefits of Navience Really, from the right away. Now, to get deeper, to get increased benefit, uh, to get more integration with their current systems, it may take more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when when students start using uh, this Navient system at the uh, lower than college level, mm-hmm. that's the only place it is. So in high schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And does that follow them all the way through college? It doesn't currently. Uh, the the system really is meant to follow them from as early as the school will start utilizing it, mm-hmm. uh, maybe as early as sixth grade, sixth through twelfth grade. grade, through twelfth grade, and um, and then ultimately we have a connection point there because we're 
we're offering a way for uh, through Navient for them to connect with the universities themselves, and oh. then ultimately they become. What happens for the student who uh, gets a year or two into uh, their first college? Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was it. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> uh, decided she was going to go to Springfield mm-hmm. uh, because they had the best program in um, rehabilitative therapy. And she gets into the first year and decides she doesn't want to be in rehabilitative therapy. Yeah. And if she wanted to look for another college, is there a, a service that you have that she might be able to use? For transferring. Yeah, figuring out where to transfer to. Well, I think that the... uh, Or figuring uh, out whether or not you should stay at Springfield and continue on. So there's a combination of things right there. Number number one, I think that um, we do offer services that help supplement advising at the higher level to help Mm -hmm. enhance what the advisors are doing that would be working with your daughter. Um, The... But... But a lot of the basic rules apply if you've if you've determined that you want to explore a new institution. A lot of the same basic rules and needs apply as to when you originally did your search. So those same tools are out there and available to them. But it's more uh, college, complex. College Confidential, you know, is 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 there uh, for you to talk to the community, talk about what your needs are, what you're looking for, um, and matching the data from the schools. Yeah. But it is more complex. Because I've now create, completed so many courses. Yeah. That I'd love to take take with me to the new institution with the new major. Yep, exactly. But um, that you're going to have to explore finding first of all where the new major is offered, mm-hmm. and then once you've found an institution where the new major is offered, then you're going to have to work with that institution to determine the, how the credits apply. Complex problems. Yep. Complex solutions. Yep. Exactly. No easy solutions. That's right. Now, like we say, easy solutions are usually wrong to complex problems. If you were going to uh, give a tip to uh, people who are listening as to how to get Hobsons involved or get their, stu- their 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 children involved with Hobsons, uh, what would that be? Yeah. So if you're if you're an institution uh, and or school uh, and well, maybe even a parent or as a parent, I think that there's there's lots of different ways. First of all, um, the um, the solutions that you know. That I mentioned, uh, like College Confidential, uh, that's available to anyone online. You don't, your high school does not have to be a subscriber to Navient to have access to College Confidential. The other thing is that if you are in a school uh, and you've researched that you think Navient would be good for your school, uh, there's lots of information out through our websites on how schools utilize it, and um, and that's something you can take and share with the school that your student attends. And talk to them about it, and uh, and find out if it's if it's good for them, and find out you know about their decision making process, and of course call us, and we've got a lot of consultants and and service folks that can help you work through that, whether you're an institution, a school, or a parent. So it could be possible that as a parent or a student could discover the college that they would like to apply to isn't using uh, Hobson's. It doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter. We have information on all of them, whether they're utilizing our solutions or okay. not. They, you can, you can find every institution through our services. Wow, that's fantastic. So it's, it is, it is far-reaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be running out of time here, so uh, I'm going to thank you, Craig, for uh, coming in and talking. 
Yeah, thank and you. It's been it's been fun. People can get a hold of you at hopsons.com. Good. And uh, an appreciation for coming out and visiting with us today. I'm going to give you a copy of uh, Dave Sandler's original book, You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. It's about the selling system. Then we're going to give you a million-dollar bookmark to go in there, as well as a free pass to uh, one of our classes for you or one of your sales managers to attend. They're putting a calendar in there. Any last tip that you want to give to... uh, our listeners, yeah, excellent. Well, thank you for having me today. Uh, uh, I appreciate it, and no, I think that uh, I think we covered just about everything. So I appreciate it. Good. I appreciated you coming in. We had a great show today. Next week uh, on Thursday, Wolf Larson, uh, an ex Navy SEAL. That should be an interesting show. Thanks again for coming in, Craig. Thank you, Mike. Great. Uh, yeah, Scott, I need you to take it away. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.